If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. We're back on the road on the chilly morning here. I've got my temperature reading on the car. The outside is 25 degrees. I guess winter is well and properly here as we prepare. It, it's, it's a good reminder. You know, you look out, you see the frost on everything. You see the leaves starting to wilt. And the things are, we're entering a season of dormancy. Uh, it says in the gospel when all the world was at peace it talks about the nativity of Christ and there is a peace upon the earth but it's in this time in the winter time the peace is a it's, it's a different kind of peace it's a dormancy it's a, a sort of sleepiness almost it's a it's not the peace of God but it is a form of the peace of men and that's the peace into which Christ was born the world groaned for a Messiah and when the time came and the world stopped groaning and was at rest I suppose we should say Christ manifests himself in this little babe in Bethlehem. So the winter is a good reminder for us of exactly what kind of peace was on earth and what kind of peace is possible on earth without the involvement of the Almighty. It's the cold sleep of winter time. But Christ gives us a different kind of rest and a different kind of peace. That's something appropriate to think about on Friday, since we do we generally do requiems on Friday. Today we've got a prayer for the sick, uh, submitted by uh, Blue. Let me double check his name. I'm going to feel horrible if I get it wrong because I recently found out I actually knew the fellow, Blue Moose. I almost said Blue Moon. I'll be having <laughs> Advent's almost here, so I can still have a beer. Uh, Blue Moose is the one who submitted. Uh, this uh, prayer request for Leo uh, and Leo has been diagnosed sadly with cancer uh, and it's uh, it unclear the, the uh, severity of it uh, but we're gonna pray for Leo pray for his healing his perfect recovery or, excuse me perfect healing and recovery uh, and uh, hope that uh, if it, whatever God's will is is carried out and he's, he accepts it uh, in peace, in true peace, and not just the the, the peace of the wintertime hibernation. Now, 
if you have a prayer request, I am booked up all the way through. Although, you know what, I said that last time, and I'm saying it again today, and it's not entirely true. Uh, I am, in fact, I have two openings, in fact, and they're both requiem or sick openings. So if you have someone who is very sick, uh, or if you have someone who has passed away and you want... Uh, you, they, they, they need a requiem prayer. Uh, they need people to pray for them on the on the other side. Uh, feel free to go ahead and submit them. I've got two openings before the end of the year, and then after that, everything is going to start booking up in January. So uh, we are here on what was originally going to be last Friday, which is the 11th. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and uh, if I told you when your date is going to be, just bump it forward a week so today originally blue moose i told him that i would be praying for leo on the 11th but obviously we had a missed week so instead we're doing it here uh and uh, and the same is true you know going forward so all that having been said uh, we'll go ahead and get our rosaries out uh if you don't have a rosary i could oh I'm just about to jump into it, and I didn't complete that thought. I didn't tell you where to write. Feel free to write in, and then blank. If you've listened to me long enough, you know where to write in, just in case it's your first time listening, and occasionally, and I do notice there has been a climbing number of people listening. Very slow climb, but it, ha it has been climbing, so I know that there are some people who have never listened before tuning in right now. Uh, you'll write into Daily Decade Requests, at proton.me that's m for michael e for elizabeth uh decade d-e-c-a-d-e -E, just like decade but when we're doing the rosary we call them decades and uh requests in the plural daily decade requests at proton.me or you can drop a line over on telegram at the daily decade i'm on uh, the Fediverse on the post instance, that's poa.st at the Daily Decade. Uh, you can find me on Gab at the Daily Decade. If you find me on Gab and I don't respond right away, please don't be offended. Uh, I only check it every once in a while, and I found that it has not been the most fertile ground for growing a followership. Um, I found I've, I've drawn a lot more attention, got a lot more engagement on post and on Telegram than I have on Gab. I'm not sure why that is. I think it may be because Gab is already saturated with uh, Christian, uh, uh, I don't want to say podcast or programs, but uh, it, it has that's a christian setting so i've got there's a lot of noise there that i've got to compete with uh which is not necessarily the case in these other places which is good i want to reach the other places but you can find me on there that's the, you can find me on gab uh you can also write on the website pray the rosary every day dot wordpress dot com uh or where we're syndicated at exodusamericanus dot com and i am looking for more syndication if you know of a network or if you are uh, the proprietor of a network particularly if that network engages with right-wing politics at all since that is the audience that i am trying to reach with the holy rosary uh then please reach out to me i really would love to be syndicated on your network and uh, uh, and bring the rosary to your audience. Uh, so if you know somebody who would be willing to, to put the Daily Decade on there and, and bring the rosary to people who otherwise might not have access to it, uh, please let me know, because uh, it, it's definitely within the interest of what we're doing here. And it also gives me more people to pray for, which has always been a fit. Now, 
I've gotten all the housekeeping garbage out of the way. We can finally pray. And of course, today is a Friday, so we will be praying in Latin. Get the hat off. Get the rosary out. In nomine Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Credo in Deum, Patrum Omnipotentum, Creatori Celi et Terre. Et in Iesum Christum Dominum Nostrum, Filius Eius Unicum. Qui conceptus este Spiritus Sancto, Natus ex Maria Virgine, Passus sub Pontio Pilato, Crucifixus Mortus et Sepultus, Descendida Inferos, Tertia Die Resurrexida Mortuis, Ascendida Celum, Sedera Dexteram Dei Patris Omnipotentis, Inde Ventura Judicare uh, Vivos et Mortuos, Credo in Spiritum Sanctum, Sanctum Catholicum Ecclesiam, Communionum Sanctorum, Remissionum Peccatorum, Carnis Resurrectionum, et Vitam Eternum. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, Sanctificator Nomen Tum, Adveniat Regnum Tum, Fia Voluntas Tua, Sicur in Celo et in Terra, Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimidi nobis debita nostris, sicut et nos dimidimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nosa malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur errat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Primum mysterium dolorosum, agonia et oratio domini nostri in orto. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimidi nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimidimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre.
Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur errat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in saeculus seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dulcedo et spes nostrae, salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, ad te suspiramus, dementes et flentes, in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte, et Jesum benedictum fructum ventris tui, nobis post hoc exilium ostende, o clemens, o pia, o dulci virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancta Dei genetrix, Ut digni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Oremus. Deus cuius in agilitus per vitam mortem et resurrectionem, suam nobis, salutis eterna premium corporavi, concide quesimus. Ut heic, mysterius sacritissimo Beati Maria Virginis Rosario Recolentes, enemetemor, quod continent, et quod promitunt esequamor. Periundum Christum nominum nostrum. Amen. Remus. Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterni Deus, qui benedictionis tue gratiam egoris infundendo corporibus, factorum tuum multiplici, pietate custodis, ad invocationem tui nominis benignus assiste, ut famulum tuum ab agritudine liberatum, et sanitate dominatum, dextera tua erigas, virtute confirmas potestate, Tui eros. 
atque ecclesia tue sancte cum omni desiderata, desiderata prosperitate restituas. Per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. Sancte Michael Archangeli, defende nos in prelio, contra nequisium et insidias diaboli esto presidium, imperat ili Deus supplicis deprecamor, tuque princeps milite celestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignus, quia perditionum animarum pervagantur in mundo, divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Sacritissimum Curiesu, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum Curiesu, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum Curiesu, adveniat regnum tuum. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Still have not quite gotten the St. Michael prayer in Latin memorized. You think that I would at this point, you know. But for some reason, it eludes me. And of course, the prayer for the sick is one that uh, I doubt many, even even many priests have memorized. Although I suppose I shouldn't say that. It's uh, uh, an encouragement of my own ego to say, "Well, you don't have it memorized because nobody would." But uh, I ought to actually put forth the effort to memorize these things, and then that way I don't have to pull off into a gas station to pull the book out and double-check my Latin. But at any rate, here we are. Now. Today we are reflecting on the first sorrowful mystery, uh, and I actually have a little bit of a better idea today than I did on Wednesday. The one risk that you always run when you're doing these sort of stream of consciousness, whatever pops into the head, you know, think about it while you're praying the, the decade, and then talk about the reflection that you had while you were praying the decade, is that sometimes you get a bad reflection. And I think that Wednesday's was not particularly good. I, I had too many directions I was trying to go in at once, so I apologize if I wasted people's time. Today, though, I hope that I have something a little bit more fruitful, uh, and that has to do with the agony in the garden and the humility of Christ, or rather, the humiliation of Christ that takes place at the Nativity. When we think about the end of the world, the second coming of our Lord, we are told by the angels who stood by uh, the apostles when Christ ascended that ye shall see him coming as you have seen him gone. Some words to that effect. That he will come back in exactly the same fashion as he ascended into heaven. Which was a which is it's a glorious mystery for a reason. It was a manifestation of God's glory, the transfigured Christ returning to heaven, reuniting himself with the or rather uniting himself since the body had never been united to the Holy Trinity until that day. And the Son never stopped being united with the Trinity. So to say reunited is actually somewhat heretical. So let me correct that and say uniting himself, uniting his, his uh, not his person as the Son, but his incarnation as Jesus of Nazareth with the Trinity in heaven. 
and taking his throne at the right hand of God the Father and preparing a place in his court for each of us who should choose to follow him to become the sons of God even those who believe on his name uh, because as Saint Athanasius writes uh, God became man that man might become God now that's somewhat misleading to if you just take it on the surface man is not making himself into God now that's the, the demonic mockery we live in an age today where man tries to make himself into a petty God man tries to make himself his own God what Saint Athanasius is talking about is what they refer to in the East as theosis uh, a an actual uh, becoming of uh, the divine that we were meant to be from the beginning we say that uh, Adam and Eve in the garden were unaware that they were uh, nude they, they did not know that they were naked and this is because they were clothed in the grace of God uh, when you read I think it's St. Basil in the Hexameron his commentary on Genesis he talks about Adam and Eve being luminous I don't believe that St. Thomas Aquinas talks in quite the same terms but he nevertheless reiterates that there is a unique grace that clothes Adam and Eve that they cease to be clothed by and they have to be clothed by animal skins when they are driven out of the garden because that gives them the and when God clothes them in skins there's a mystical understanding an, an allegorical reading of that that God has given them the humanity with which we are familiar this um, humanity of, of sarks or flesh uh, you see that word appear very frequently in, in the letters of St. Paul sarks uh, it's, um, it's uh, sigma alpha uh, rho and key I think it's key no it's not key it's um oh what's the X in Greek anyway it's X and that word means flesh and it means it in a very pejorative sense for St. Paul he means it as doing battle with flesh and the devil uh, our our battle is not with flesh and blood but with principalities and powers it's used in that in that place as well but when he said I, I, to bring the flesh under uh, to bring my body under subjection when he talks about the flesh as a temptation a source of temptation he uses the term sarks and this is what we are clothed in mystically speaking at the fall we cease to be clothed in the grace of God we become this fallen human humanity and this is the humanity this humanity of sarks of flesh that God humiliates himself by taking on and so there's already a divine passion that has started before the physical passion of our Lord on the way to Calvary. The agony in the garden is the beginning of this transition out of the divine passion of God's, or I suppose the, the, the theological, well not, I wouldn't say theological passion, it's divine passion, this is, is appropriate, it's, it still works of God humiliated, humbled, dragged down by wearing our flesh. Because we need to be reminded 
that we are humiliated. Our fallenness, our original sin, and the effects of original sin are a humiliation against the nature which we were meant to have at our creation. And we chose this, and we choose to humiliate ourselves further. We revel in the filth whenever we sin. And that must have been somewhat on Christ's mind in the agony. We know that he deliberately chose, he, he perceived each of our sins every time that each one of us should betray him or deny him as Peter and Judas had done. Every single time he perceived that, looked at each of us and decided that he would go to the cross for us, for you specifically, for me specifically despite all the times that we've turned our backs on him. And surely he must also have thought in, those, in that moment about how, how so many of us choose the humiliation that he felt so deeply knowing he was God from the very moment of his birth longer than that, knowing he was God from the moment of his conception. He cleansed John the Baptist in the womb knowing he was God from the very first moment of the Incarnation. He knew what, he was, what was happening to him. He knew what that he felt that humiliation. And so when we go through Advent, looking to the Nativity of Christ and looking to his second coming, we can contrast this humiliation that we ought to feel in our fallen state with the glory that we could have by clothing ourselves in the grace of God through right living. I can't think of a stronger motivation for a new beginning than that. Can you? I live in filth. I am sarks. I am flesh. I am this thing that constantly drags me down into this pit of tar into which I was born. But I don't have to be. That isn't what God wants for me. It's small wonder that the Protestant sects grow at the rate that they do. Because they're the only group of people that I can think of on a regular basis who talk to people about that feeling. Now, it's true that in many cases they do relegate it to an emotional feeling and not a feeling of the soul or of the, uh, of the spirit. But nevertheless, they do talk about it. You know that something's wrong with you. You can feel it. You wouldn't be here talking to me if you weren't. That's how they, this is the way that they preach. And I've got the answer. And the answer is Jesus. Give yourself to Jesus. You know, that's not, that's not a lie. That's not untrue. They get a lot of the fine details wrong. They get a lot of the, of the they, they, they commit themselves to a lot of heresies and they allow themselves to get drawn up into human emotions so that they never leave that bottom plane. But it's true, God does intend better for us. He does want us, he does want better things for us. 
those better things just don't involve a boat and a second home like Joel Osteen would have you believe. The mansions that we should be looking for are those of heaven. My father's house has many mansions, that's the scripture passage. But the idea that God wants better for us than we want for ourselves, and if we just embrace him, that we can start moving in that direction, that is true. Now that's not the end of the journey, and that's where a lot of them go wrong. I've accepted Jesus, I've been saved. Oh no, you, you have work to do now. Congratulations, you've been hired. You are going now to work in the vineyard. Let your harvest be plentiful and good. So many people get that, uh, get that, uh, that moment that they've been hired into the end of the vineyard of the Lord. They've been given their, their badge of honor. They've been given the, their, uh, their uniform, you know, their, baptismal, uh, their, their baptismal raiment. And uh, they sort of rest on the laurels there. You know, once, that's where once saved, always saved comes from. But we know that we strive for glory. And that's what Advent is. It's an opportunity for us to re-examine how we've been doing that, if we've been doing that, and how we can do better. And so I hope that all of us bear in mind as we come into Advent the humiliation that our Lord suffered by becoming one of us. And especially when we reflect on the agony in the garden, how his humiliation does not begin there, but is multiplied there, and is multiplied there so that we can throw off the humiliation of our sin and embrace the glory of his grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her who is the moon and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.